Thank you, Tony. And good morning, one and all. It's great to be here and actually to have live music. That's a, a treat we don't get at our church at the moment, thanks to that uh, BC. Anyway, we won't go there. <laughs> well, yes, as Tony mentioned, I, my name is David Turner. My wife, Jill, has, uh, she retired from education just over three years ago, and uh, I said, I've got a job for you, darling. And so now she is our sponsorship coordinator. Um, I'd like to, uh, before we start, I'd just like to open in prayer, if that's okay with you, if you could bear with me. Lord, as we meet together this morning, I ask that your Holy Spirit will fill this place. And let the words that I share be from you, Lord God, as I share about the work of Mission Without Borders. Lord, it's more important that we're in relationship with you and we want to know you more and to glorify your name. So we thank you for all that you have done for us and we pray these things in the name of our Saviour. Amen. All right, I've uh, got a presentation, a slideshow presentation, where all systems go. Now, the thing I've learned over the last few years is not to be intimidated by technology. <laughs> so, it's working. Thank you. <laughs> Good team up the back there, by the way. Our organization uh, has been operating for many years. I'll be showing you a little video clip, and that will give you a bit of a background as to what we're all about. organization reaches out and serves the destitute across the world. We do this work because we believe we have been called by God to help the poor and needy. Currently our work is focused on six Eastern European countries. Albania, Bosnia-Herzegovina, Bulgaria, Moldova, Romania, and the Ukraine. We work with thousands of children and families across the region through local churches, volunteers, and our own specialist staff. Through practical and spiritual support, we give hope by meeting urgent needs and building self-sufficient communities. Working across Europe's six poorest countries, we stand side by side with families, children, and elderly people to help them move towards self-sufficiency. This year alone, we will bring hope to over 20,000 children, around 9,000 families, and more than 150,000 elderly people. We are committed to long-term sustainable change through our sponsorship programs, family and child support programs, and community care. We make a difference through our neighborhood network of over 4,000 volunteers, close partnerships with local churches, and exceptional relationships with governments. We work with and support the poorest and most vulnerable children and families across Eastern Europe in countries crippled by broken economies and bitterly cold winters. With poverty damaging so many, we seek to make real, long-term difference in people's lives. We find that sponsorship is the most effective way. So people often ask us, why, why do we do what we do? And really what we're doing is 
we're trying to be obedient to God's word. As we heard from the Bible readings, there are several passages in the Bible, but uh, the two that we heard this morning, for example, in Deuteronomy uh, 15.11, for they'll never cease to be poor in the land. Therefore, I command you, open wide your hand to your brother, to the needy, and to the poor in your land. But that means other lands too. And then several more Bible passages, uh, I'm sure you'll find them in there. The main one that we, again, the second commandment is that we care for our brother, care for our neighbor as we care for ourselves. So what's Mission Without Borders all about? What is our main mission? Well, we have two main missions. Our first mission is reaching people for Christ in Eastern Europe. And we do that in, in a variety of ways. First of all, as Jesus did, by ministering to their material needs. You know, when he fed the 5,000, he ministered to their material needs initially. And then he taught them about the Word of God. So we minister to the material, emotional, educational, and their spiritual needs. Our second mission is to give hope to the people for a brighter future. Many of the people that we are dealing with are living, they're, they're oppressed, they've been oppressed for many years, they live in abject poverty, and it seems as though it's a never-ending cycle for them. So again, by helping people to train them, to help them to see their abilities, their innate abilities, and to give them hope to become self-sufficient so that ultimately they can make a contribution within their own communities. Most of you, I'm sure, would like to know what's happening in Eastern Europe. As you probably heard, one of the countries that we operate in is, is in Ukraine, and you can probably imagine the need is dire in that country at the moment with the refugee crisis. So I've got uh, a couple of videos to show you through here. Uh, the first one is, this one is an update from Moldova. And this shows, uh, this is Angela just giving a bit of feedback. Now this only came to us last week, so I was able to slip it into this presentation, fortunately. Hello, my name is Angela, and I work for Missional Borders in Moldova. Here in Moldova, we have taken in more Ukrainian refugees per capita than any other nation. Refugees now make up more than 16% of the population of our small nation. The main entry point from Ukraine to Moldova is at Palanka. Since the invasion began, Mission Without Borders staff and volunteers have been providing hot meals and drinks to refugees, as well as helping them find emergency accommodation. In Moldova, we're also working with churches and NGOs to deliver food and hygiene parcels and provide accommodation for refugees. The need among refugees is overwhelming. And it is our heart to show them God's love by helping them on their journey in any way we can. Please pray for the refugee mothers. 
many are filled with anxiety for the future, that God would protect them and provide for them and their children. Please pray for the well-being of our staff and volunteers, that God will strengthen them to minister His love effectively to refugees in all that they do. Please pray for peace in Ukraine, Russia and Moldova. We thank you so much for your support that enables us to help Ukrainian refugees here in Moldova. I just wanted to show you this map of Ukraine to give you some idea of the locations of the towns and the uh, cities that have been involved in the war. You can see there in the middle is Kiev. And towards the left-hand side, there's a town called Sarny. Below that, you'll see the town of Rivni. Now, they are significant in the work that we're doing over there. Rivni is where the Ukraine office is based. And it's about 110 kilometers south of the border, the northern border, with Belarus. So Sarny is one of the main community centers that we deal with. Uh, we collaborate with their training center. In the past, we've provided uh, sewing machines, computers for the vocational training center. At the moment, that center is being utilized to, uh, to make up food parcels and to provide emergency supplies to people that can't get out of Ukraine. So this next little story I wanted to show you is... Um, right, we went too far. Oh, this is... Um, yeah. First of all, this is Stephen, our CEO, the chap with the glasses there, is Stephen, who is our CEO. He's based in the UK. But uh, as you can see, he doesn't mind going out to Ukraine and helping. The other chap is VRL. He's the field director. So he manages all the projects that are carried out over in our field countries. These guys are willing to get out there and do the hard yards, as we all are. The next slide I wanted to show is uh, this is a minibus that was taken by one of the coordinators from Ukraine, from the Rivni office. Now, Stanislav was the guy involved in this. And what happened was he'd driven over, he'd heard about a, a children who were cancer patients and they were hopefully trying to get treatment for their cancers. However, the hospitals over in Ukraine, as you know, have been under attack. So Stanislav drove over to Kiev. He picked up these eight children with their parents and drove them easterly, westerly, to uh, Rivni. And then they had a break in Rivni, gave them a sleep overnight and, uh, and a meal. And then he'd arranged with a hospital in Poland to give free treatment. Now, that is significant because over in these European countries, if you don't have the money to pay for things, including hospital treatment, you don't get it. So that was a blessing in itself that he could make that arrangement for the hospital to provide this treatment for them. So there you see this Stanislav with the children after they'd had their rest ready to take the onward journey from Rivni again into Poland.
Other things that have been happening, you can see there, this is um, one of the basements of the hospital, of the uh, church in Rivney. And many of the older buildings over there have basements. So they've been able to set up, in, particularly in the churches, they've been able to set up these shelters for the refugees as they transition through into neighboring countries. Wrong one. Let's try again. That's better. In the eastern part of Ukraine, this is the region you may have been hearing about around Donetsk and Mariupol. That's where all the hard fighting is going on at the moment. Now, Pastor Oleg was the uh, coordinator that we were collaborating with in Eastern Europe, in Eastern Ukraine. And... Uh, these children were in desperate need of shelter, so he provided shelter for them in his basement before moving them on westward to safety. One of the difficulties, and we heard that Pastor Oleg was uh, advised to get out of the region because of the fighting that's going on there. The thing is that there's only one road that leads out of the eastern part of Ukraine towards the west and the Russians are at either side of it so that's the hazardous part for them sadly too we did hear that even through our um, work over in the western part two of our volunteer drivers were killed as a result of uh, as a result of attacks by the Russians so again very sad to hear that sort of thing happening Many people are unable to leave, so our work continues. In other words, we still have to be there on the ground providing food and essential items for people that can't get out of the area. And uh, this little video shows the work that's happening in Sani, which I mentioned earlier, where food's being packed and transported to those that are really in need. Jill and I actually visited a lady last week down near Newcastle and she'd been to that centre. And as soon as she saw that video clip, she said, oh, that's what we were doing when we were there because this is the sort of thing they do. They get the production line going and everybody mucks in and helps. It's great to see that there's such support over there. All right, the next story is very difficult to tell. This poor lady was um, waiting with the, the... The guy at the left there is... Uh, Demir, he's the communications coordinator from Ukraine. He was out trying to get photographs for use by the organization, but as they were waiting in this crowd for a bus, apparently this lady started screaming and ran away. So he chased after her. He caught up with her and asked her what was wrong. And as you see, she said to him, both my sons have died today, 31 and 21 year old. 
She lost both of them because of the war. And then she just fainted in his arms. Difficult, you know, to, uh, to believe that this is happening, but uh, sadly, she's only one of many. Looking at the numbers of refugees that are moving, uh, these figures were accurate before we left Sid, uh, New South Wales last week. And you can see that there were 3.3 million refugees now moved into Poland, over 900,000 into Romania, and over 460,000 have moved into Moldova. Bear in mind, Moldova is reputedly the poorest country in Eastern Europe. The 460,000 now represent approximately 16% of the population of Moldova. So not only have they got the burden of looking after their own people, but they have the burden, added burden of now having all these refugees. And as a matter of fact, uh, just a few days ago, I was notified by our communications director from the UK that the president of Moldova had written to Mission Without Borders personally, thanking them for the work efforts that are being carried out in Moldova. So when we start getting government officials at that level giving, uh, giving thanks, it's a credit to not only our organization, but to supporters like yourselves that are being recognized as supporting the need. So thank you for that. The next little clip I'd like to show you is a video clip. And it's a song that's written and performed by a lady who was uh, one of the coordinators from our Norwegian office. As shelling and attacks continue across Ukraine, the number of people fleeing their homes continues to grow by the hour. Over one million people have so far crossed into neighboring countries, with over 100,000 internally displaced in what is likely to be Europe's largest refugee crisis this century. At Mission Without Borders, our staff, volunteers, and church partners are responding in whatever way they can. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. You are precious and honored in my sight. Because I love you Every day I think of you Every hour I look after you Every minute I care for you Every second I love you Every day I think of you Every hour I look after you Every Every second I love you Fear not I am with you I will strengthen you child I'm your God I will Help 
child, I love you. Every day I think of you. Every hour I look after you. Every minute I care for you. Every second I love you. Every day I think of you. Every hour I look after you. Every minute I care for you. Every second I love you. commented to me the other day and said, well, I thought Mission Without Borders helped people suffering the effects of poverty, but those people look so well-dressed. Let's bear in mind that these are not only people that have been through Mission Without Borders programs. These are refugees who are living or were living normal lives and are now forced to move on, regardless of their economic uh, status. So, you know, we've got people who do have a car, were able to drive themselves across the border. We had many, of course, who don't have mode of uh, transport of their own. So uh, this is where Mission Without Borders has been able to help. As I mentioned earlier, 460 to over 460,000 into uh, Moldova, mainly through the town of Palanca, and again, we're collaborating with a community centre and church in Palanca to provide not only transport, but the essential food and, and uh, staples for many of these refugees. Um, what's been happening is that there's also been community centres being set up as a place of rest for them, and then they've been able to have a meal and move on again, through uh, buses provided by the organisation. So they've gone maybe further into Moldova or even into other countries. The next little clip is uh, Tudor, is our Moldovan national director. Now, the exciting thing about Tudor is that here he is now as the national director, but originally... He was one of the children, many children, who were supported through our child sponsorship programs. So he came through that child sponsorship program, and now here he is in his 30s, lovely guy, and uh, doing all he can to help others. 
Dear friends, this week I have seen for myself families fleeing Ukraine and arriving in Palanka, scared and hungry. I have also seen our staff and volunteers, they are showing the love of God with a hot meal, help with transportation, or simply comforting people. I can hardly find, find the words to say how blessed I am to work in a team where everyone is full of love for God and compassion for our neighbors from Ukraine, who need our help and support more than ever. Many of my colleagues here are personally affected and worried for their families and friends, but they opened their hearts and their homes. Uh, my family took in three families, ten, ten refugees, mothers and children, and transported many others to a safe place. So did many other mission workers. And across the mission family, I want to thank everyone who has supported this with their donations and with their prayers. In dark times, you have truly been people of light. May God bless each one of you. And the last little clip I wanted to show you, again, was one that only just came through a few days ago. These are children who have been evacuated from Ukraine, a lot of them without their parents. But it's just, um, well, I'll let you watch the video. These, these children are talking about going home. Tatiana, am 13 ani, doresc să și bă pace pe Ucraina și mă întorc la prieteni, că mi-e dor. Eu sunt Pavel, am 10 ani, doresc pace, vreau înapoi în Ucraina. Vreau să muntă era voi, vreau să mă duc acasă. Mi-a zăut Maxim, mi-a semlet, ea hăciu ești în Moldavie, în Ucraina. Pentru că mi-a tam dărăiesă. Da, tam mai dăm, ea hăciu ușa în dăciu, tam mi-a tăcă agorcă și baseină. Dva. Я хочу к друзьям. Максим, Даник, Женя там. Я соскучился. Меня зовут Лена, я из Украины. Я хочу э, домой, потому что э, еще у меня там папа в рейсе, но мы его ждем. Я хочу мила. Я Максим. Мне 10 лет. Я хочу до дома. Хочу мира. Sunt Irena, am 12 ani, sunt de Ucraina, doresc și pace. Eu sunt Stefan, eu am 7 ani, eu zau și pace, zau înapoi în Utaina. Eu sunt Lisa, mi-e scură 6 ani. Eu sunt din Ucraina, eu scuțeau pe papă și mamă. Eu vreau să mă duc. And so what we're trying to do is give them faith, hope, and love, according to Corinthians 13. And of course, the greatest is love. If you'd like to know any more about Mission Without Borders, please feel free to come and speak to myself or to Jill, and uh, we'd be happy to talk to you. It's been great. And thank you for the opportunity to share this, uh, all this information with you. We really appreciate it. 
Thank you, and God bless you all.